Want versus have. A friend of mine expressed the desire for a specific, special someone to reach out to her and communicate. That it had been too many days since she had heard from this specific person, and she just wanted a text. At the same time, she admitted, When I get silence, I wish for more. But when I get more, I care so much less. Why? Within half an hour, not being near her phone, she had two missed calls from the special someone, and then her response to seeing this was, I'm not going to reach out back just yet. They can wait. Then she heard herself and she said, See, if I get what I want, I don't want it. Why? Funnily enough, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Mainly since analyzing our ability to find gratitude in what I wrote called For Granted a few weeks back. As you know, I get on tangents, and what I end up sharing is just the loudest parts I'm thinking. This is an extension of that because I think many of us regularly want things. And if I'm not mistaken, in this day and age, there are so many more things to be wanting. Fifty years ago, there were very few gadgets, very few designers, and very few things to desperately want. So list anything. Phones, shoes, clothes, cars, software, musical instruments. What you're wanting right now is not what anyone could want for 50 years ago because those things didn't exist. And not just that. Nobody knew what anyone else had, so they weren't seeing things to be wishing for. Your brain has exposure to thousands and thousands of things nobody knew 50 years ago. And that begs the question... Is there a limit to what we can put in these minds before we reach capacity? Is there a full line? How many things will get invented? How many things will you want? How many lives will you be watching? How many things and how much of others will fill your head instead of your own personal life? Instead of your own personal goals? Consider how much we are filling our heads with want and others. And now ask yourself how satisfied you are. Endless external input has so many people in a perpetual state of dissatisfaction. And let's return to what my friend said. How come wanting more is so huge and then being given more equates to not only no longer wanting, but a sense of don't want? Her question was essentially, why is wanting so much bigger than having? And I return to what I said about taking things for granted. When you want for something, there are so many more feelings connected to want. Once you have, it defaults to one feeling, having. Unless you're a present individual and you can open your mind to what having actually means. Think of it like wishing for a beautiful flower. A pale pink rose is the only thing in the world you want. You can imagine its smell, you picture its beauty, You dream of the rose in sunshine. You dream of the rose damp from fresh rain. And then one day you finally get given a tiny green sprig of a plant and you're told it's a pale pink rose. Technically, in that moment, you're given what you want. Bam, it's yours. However, it has to grow. It's not yet every little thing you imagined in your mind. You have to invest in it. And you weren't wishing for investing. You were wishing for pale petals that smell divine, that look amazing, that glow in sunshine. And you need the reminder, everything has to ebb and flow. You will have that rose, and it will die. 
there will be sunshine and rain, with and without the rose. The rose will grow back. You will have it again and again. Will being given what you want stop you from accepting you got what you wanted? Because it isn't a perfect rose constantly from the moment you received it. And what about all the other feelings you could feel? Like lucky, love, adoration, beauty, appreciation. Will you be so shallow that you can't even look at the emotions you could choose to feel along with having? And that they could replace all the feelings attached to want? One of the reminders I have is that the job of the brain is to think. Endless thinking. And when you aren't at the helm steering your ship of thought, it will steer itself. And you will be but cargo in the hold, thrown around at the whim of the sea and the ship. Not being at the mercy of random thought is the same as you standing up, climbing the ladder out of the hold, getting up on deck, and steering that big ship through rough water. It's less likely to be easy than it is quite hard. But what will you choose? Will you tell yourself you want it to be as easy as scrolling through your phone with a single finger? And since it's not, laying and doing nothing toward captaining your own ship is what you decide? Captaining your own ship requires more than swiping a finger or just having two thumbs. It requires both hands on the wheel, all muscles in your arms, a center of gravity, steady feet, strong leg muscles. It requires your whole self. And that's life. You might wish for ease. You might daydream a want that looks simple, perfect, beautiful, that looks like what others have. But want and have will never be the same, and you need to at some point accept that you need to decide where your own personal fill line is for your satisfaction. That you need to not just let the brain think randomly of all kinds of things, putting you in a continual and perpetual state of wanting and unfulfillment. Are you going to decide what fulfilled is? Can you figure out what it looks like? Can you see that having a rose plant is pretty much the same thing as having a full-grown perfect rose? Are you going to dwell on the details of others' lives instead of accepting your own fullness? Life requires attention, messiness, and time. Life requires you to acknowledge how remarkable having is, because wanting will always feel large.